We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google uh, Castbox, and many, many more affiliates and broadcast networks around the world. Now, if you'd like to send me an email, it's very simple: xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, xzoneradiotv. And if you'd like to find out about the program we have available for you, twenty four seven, three sixty five on the Xzone Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And on uh, the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, it's www.simultv.com. Exxon Nation, my, my guest this hour is Miranda Young. She is creator and star of the hit web series, Ghost Biker Explorations. Uh, she's an experienced paranormal investigator who has turned her passion for photography, history, urban exploration, and motorcycles into a unique and popular show that highlights legends, mysteries, and the unexplained. Joining me now from Robbins, Tennessee, is the one and only Miranda Young. And Miranda, welcome to the X Zone. Thank you, Rob. It's good to be here. Thanks so for having me. Oh, it's my great pleasure, Miranda. And uh, tell me, what got you interested into the paranormal? You know, I've always been interested in the paranormal uh, ever since I was a kid. You know, we, uh, um, I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains. And my grandma was always sharing stories with me about, uh, you know, folklore and, and uh, growing up back in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout that time, you know, there there wasn't a whole lot to do in that area other than, you know, spend time in the library or um, spend time with her or just be out exploring. Um, and so I just kind of over time, just, just, um, you know, read as much as I could and, and was just always out, uh, trying to see what I could get into as far as, uh, different haunted locations or, or just different abandoned locations and, um, started, uh, investigating about, uh, about nearly 10 years ago was when I actually started 
investigating. So, uh, but I've been researching for a long time. So what was your first paranormal experience? You know, um, probably my first experience was my, my elementary school was haunted. Mm. And uh, everybody that, that went to that school knew the story about the doctor who had been shot by the deputy back in the 1920s. Um, during that time, a section of the school was used as a, a movie theater, and uh, they mm -hmm. had a, a little skirmish, and uh, the doctor was shot. And then every year since then, I think it was 1928 that happened. And so every year um, since, every student that passed through those halls, they knew the story of, uh, of what had happened. And, you know, it was said you could, you know, you could hear laughing, you could uh, sometimes see shadow figures, hear uh, phantom gunshots. That was probably my, my first true experience. Um, and that would have been when I was in kindergarten. Wow. I, I've talked to many people who are in Tennessee around the Appalachians, and, and it seems that for some reason there's a lot of paranormal activity that occurs in that area. Why do you think that is so? You know, um, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if it has to do with um, just all the historical events mm -hmm. that happened here. Everything from the Civil War, uh, there were a lot of, you know, skirmishes and battles fought in, in this area. Um, and then just, you know, there's a lot of urban legends and everything that, uh, um, that supposedly occurred in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why, but I know this area is just rich with history, uh, different places to, to investigate different stories. Um, and the stories are really old. So mm. um, that, that may have something to do with it. So why do you think that after all these years, these paranormal events still enrich the Appalachian uh, areas and that the hauntings, the paranormal activity, and the unknown still exists? Um, you know, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. Mm. Uh, it could be because, you know, there's, there's a lot of areas that there's a lot of backcountry okay. in the area where, you know, it's, it's not as explored, I guess, as far as, as some of the, uh, paranormal hotspots. Um, and I think that has something to do with it sometimes is that, um, you know, places can be over investigated if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's what I tend to uh, uh, do with my show is I like to focus on the smaller areas, the small towns, the areas that are, are more urban legend. Um, you know, everybody knows about the uh, Waverly Hills sure. and, uh, you know, St. Albans, those places. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, these smaller places that people don't ne haven't necessarily heard of, that's what I like to focus on. And I've found I've gotten a lot more activity uh, from these places. And, and like I said, it may be because people aren't, they're not overly investigated. All right. Maybe you can help our listeners um, who may be joining us for the first time here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. What in your professional opinion, because I look at you as a professional when it comes into investigating the paranormal, has been your proof positive that the paranormal is real? Um, well, you know, my background is in photography. Right. And, uh, and that was kind of how I got into it with investigating with a team before I went off on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, with the photography, I kind of created this little 11-point system that I test the photographs with. So, um, you know, I'm able to debunk a lot. For me, what kind of is makes it proof positive are the uh, EVPs or the electronic voice phenomenons. Um, I found, and now this is just me, yeah. but to be in a location, be the only person there, um, or just one other person, you know, and start getting these voices mm -hmm. out of the air. Uh, and, and responding intelligently or responding um, either to intelligently to my questions or just intelligently to the situation, you know, that supposedly occurred in that area. Um, that's kind of, for me, uh, more telling because it, it's really hard for me to explain what those are and where those came from. Um, 
just because, you know, I, I do have that background in photography. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, and I don't use a whole lot of technology mm-hmm. um, because I feel like sometimes that can, can change. Uh, you know, you never know with apps on your phones, yeah. that sort of thing, um, if it could be picking up something from your phone. Um, but uh, just to capture a voice out of the air on just a simple recorder you know, I can't explain that. So that's that's pretty proof positive for me. Uh, the part I can't understand about EVPs is how we can record something we cannot hear when the recording is actually being done. Yeah, sometimes I can hear those. I like oh, you to can. listen. Okay. Yes, um, I, I always keep about four or five different recorders with me. I've always mm-hmm. got one on. And um, I'm always listening with with a set of headphones. Right. And when I have that plugged in, um, I can pick. I can usually hear it in real time. Mm-hmm. So um, there are times, and and you'll see it on my show. There's times we actually hear it on the on the recorder through the headphones. And there's been a couple times that we've heard the voices come through come through the air um, just audibly without headphones. But there, I know exactly what you're saying. There are a lot of times that um, we don't hear a lot of things until after the fact. And I'm not sure if it's something on maybe a different different frequency mm-hmm. that it's picking up. Um, it seems to me, from my experience, that different in- entities can interact in different ways. Um, I feel like that it's energy. And so, um, you know, some of these... They'll speak. Some have the ability to manifest. Um, some have the ability to move things. Um, but one thing I have noticed that's been interesting with my recordings is when they come through on the recorder, there's almost like this little pop that comes through. I'm not sure if if it's maybe like kind of coming through like a, a thin veil right. or something, if you will. Um, but it always seems like there's just this little pop little before pop, the voices will come through. All right, stand by, Miranda. You and I have to take our first break. And explanation, our guest this hour is Miranda Young. And her website is www.bikerexplorations.com. And Miranda and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back, everyone. Miranda Young is my very special guest this hour, www.ghostbikerexplorations.com. Miranda, what has been your most awe-inspiring moment as a paranormal investigator, that, you know, conducting investigations all over the place that, that has been beyond the shadow of the doubt, the wow moment that has just, just amazed you? You know, I... Uh a couple years ago, I uh, spent the night in Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, mm-hmm. and uh, it was myself and two other ladies, 
and I slept in this area that's called the hole. And that area is the solitary confinement area. And uh, it's six little cells, Mm -hmm. and they had these little bunk beds in there. And I think I slept, I'd, I'd spent the evening investigating. And if I have time after spending a full night, I like to maybe sleep for a couple hours. And um, so I laid down to sleep. There was nobody in this this building. And like I said, just the three of us in the entire prison. And I captured, it was in about three hours, I captured three minutes and 30 seconds total of just class A EVPs. Everything from um, just incredible footsteps to uh, something what sounds like telling me not, not. And uh, I kept getting woke up while I was in there. And, um, you know, had I known what was being said when I was in there, I might have might have been a little more frightened. But um, <laughs> but that was probably one of the most uh, one of the first and most intense experiences that uh, was just kind of that aha moment when I went back to listen to it. I knew some stuff was happening while I was in there. But uh, when I went to sit back and listen to it, I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. Uh, and I, I, I'll be releasing that actually a little bit later this year in uh, my season two when that premieres. Okay, so why do you think these spirits hang around? Why don't they go to the light? Why don't they go to wherever spirits go? Why do they hang around, especially in penitentiaries, insane asylums, graveyards? You know, I think sometimes maybe it's unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be in other instances. Um, one theory is maybe they don't know they're they're dead right. or that they're, they're gone. Uh, in other instances, I think it may be a place, not so much a penitentiary, but um, in certain homes and places, it may be a place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that's their home. That's what they know. Um I, those are a couple theories that that I have on it. Okay, but here we have let's let's talk about the penitentiary where you have these spirits, these footsteps, and these EVPs you're picking up. And and if in fact they're sticking around for unfinished business, mm-hmm. why don't they leave the penitentiary? Why don't they leave the place that they're, if you'll excuse the expression, where they're haunting? You know. Um, I don't know if they can mm. in some instances. Um, we, I've asked that question before right. when I've been there, you know, asking why, uh, why don't they leave? I've, a couple times I actually got, I can't. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure. For me, um, you know, I believe that these, it, this is a tricky one. I, I believe that uh, they're, the, it's energy. And so it, it may be a residual type, type haunting where, um, it's just something that, uh, just happens over time. You know, uh, it may not actually be them in some instances, if that makes sense. But if it's not them, who is it? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm out there trying to find out. Uh, you know, it's, um, I feel like it's part of their energy. Sometimes I feel like it's something uh, masquerading as, uh, as these, these uh, individuals. Right. Um, other times I feel like it could be um, just, you know, the footsteps could be just a residual energy of, you know, something that occurred on a daily basis. Uh, one of the things I got there in the hole, it sounded like a uh, washing machine. Hmm. And um, you could hear the dryer door opening. You could hear it, what sounded like running. There was no power in there. But this uh, hole was actually under the um, under the laundry room. So those sort of things I feel like may just be just kind of a moment in time that just replays. Um, the other... I, I don't know why they stick around. Um, that's that's a and and we touch on that in season two actually. Mm-hmm. In the in the finale, we're dealing with some some actual negative spirits that uh, have been bothering this family, and so I can't say a whole lot about it until it comes out. But we actually 
do some things to try to move this along. So where is your is your show aired? It is on uh, YouTube and Facebook oh, currently. Oh, okay. It's a web series. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Tell us about your team. Uh, well, I was a member of a four-person team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, a year ago, I broke off on my own. And it's just myself and my camera guy. I do uh, collaborations sometimes with other investigators. But uh, right now, it's, it's uh, myself and the guy who, uh, my videographer, he is not a paranormal investigator. So it actually creates an interesting dynamic um, because, you know, he was originally just going to kind of help me out uh, right. getting, getting things started and, and uh, got into it and, and got an interest in it. And uh, we actually get a lot of activity, I think, because he's not an investigator. They kind of like to mess with him. So where is the most haunted place that you and your camera videographer have gone to do an investigation? Um, I would have to say it was a, a house that mm-hmm. was in season one. Uh, it was the house on Sunset Hill. And that's actually been an open case for us for over the past year. Um, it, that place had up to at least five spirits in it. And several of them... Um, were a little negative. Mm-hmm. Um, we did we did some lives over Facebook there, and that was actually our live season finale. We we went to the house um, in episode two of season one to investigate a haunted relic, and we had so much activity that we didn't know if it was actually coming from that haunted relic. What kind? What, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but what kind sure. of activity? Well. Um, the haunted relic was. This is this is kind of strange. The uh, the haunted relic was mm-hmm. a bathtub. Oh. Um, the uh, the story goes. Uh, you know, I hope everyone will 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 watch the uh, uh, season. Mm-hmm. But uh, in episode two, uh, I was telling the story about a monk who had perished in a train wreck, right. and um, this doctor had taken the monk's body. Uh, this this occurred in the the uh, 1860s, and so the doctor who had worked the train wreck took the monk's body and uh, skinned him down to the skeleton, Ooh. and he supposedly did it in this bathtub. Um, you know, skeletons at the time were really hard to come by, and uh, um, he ended up having a new skeleton in his office. And whenever they they tore his office down, mm-hmm. he had they found a monk's robe and. Uh, uh, rosary in behind the the uh, wall. Right. Well, the doctor's office has been torn down, but mm-hmm. this family had purchased the the supposedly purchased the tub from the doctor's estate sale, and so um, this is a big story in the town of Charleston, Tennessee, where I was investigating, and so I went to the side of the train wreck, did an investigation, got some really cool evidence there. And then went to the home and was investigating the tub. So while we were there, we started getting what sounded like things being drug across the second floor. Now, I must say, this house had been abandoned for about 12 years. And so um, there wasn't, you know, the lady who, who owned it, um, she had, had kept several items in there. Mm-hmm. But we started seeing, uh, we actually caught... Um, a figure looking in the window uh, while we were filming. And we actually found that when we were reviewing B-roll. And then uh, we would have never seen it otherwise. And then, um, excuse me, and then we kept getting uh, activity on our REM pod. Uh, It seemed like every time we would start to film downstairs and investigate the tub, something upstairs would try to get our attention. And so... um, so after we had, you know, done our investigation with that, wow. I called the homeowner and found out that she had had a lot of activity in that home. So we just did a little mini investigation and man, they just wanted to communicate with us the entire time we were there. We were getting crazy battery drains. Huh. Uh, we were getting activity on the flashlights. We were getting audible responses. Um, my camera guy kept getting touched. Uh, and actually, in one part of the footage, we have uh, you can see the shadow kind of move across his arm where he's being touched. Um, I then called in a friend of mine who is another seasoned investigator, 
and we um, conducted a full-scale investigation because that one night I was just there to, I, I travel kind of light right. and then I travel on my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just really there just to kind of check the tub out. So I took the equipment I had investigated. Well, my friend and I and my camera guy came back and we brought in a ton of equipment, spent the evening there and had so much activity that we conducted the season finale there. All right. We're going to have to take a little bit of a, of a cliffhanger here. We'll come back and uh, discuss the season finale. When we come back from this news break, Exonation, our guest this hour is Miranda Young. And her website is ghostbikersexploration.com. That's ghostbikersexplorations.com. And Miranda and I will continue on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, you can listen to some really super Exxon broadcast network shows at www.xzbn.net with our compliments, including Dr. Kevin Randall talking about a different perspective, Larry Lawson, Paranormal Stakeout, Gwilda Wiecka, Mission Evolution, Sharon, uh, let me see, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who talks about pneumology, know the name, know the genius in you. Another new show that we have on the Exxon Broadcast Network is with Cindy Hendricks and Thomas Hyde's called Imagine More Success. And that's just some of the many programming uh, specials that we have available for you with our compliments at www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Miranda Young. Her website is ghostbikerexplorations.com. And Miranda, before we went away to the commercial break with the news, we were talking about this investigation that you did. And, and man, it sounds like it was really interesting. It was. Uh, you know, we were we were trying to make the, mm-hmm. the season finale right. around 30 minutes. And it ended up being almost three hours. We were having so much activity. So many people were tuned in. So mm-hmm. we just stuck with it, rolled with it. And, uh, you know, everyone, it, it ended, you know, the conclusion was just all this activity we were having. Um, and so I've been going back and forth to that house since the season finale aired at the end of October and, um, you know, just conducting all kinds of different experiments. Um, so I was going to do another live a couple months ago and it was just going to be sort of a, a setup, maybe a 15, 20 minute setup trying to get people to, I I like to interact with uh, the people that watch the show and uh, trying to get them to tell me where to set things up. And um, that 15 minute live turned into about an hour and a half. And the activity was probably the best activity that I've ever had on a live. This thing that's in this house, it doesn't shy away, you know, when you put the cameras on it. Um, And a lot of from my experience, I found a lot, you know, you pull a camera out, the activity tends to die down. Sure. But this thing, it just, it absolutely, you know, wants the attention. Mm-hmm. And if you're not giving it 
to it, you know, because there were times I would go into the home and not communicate with it. And it would um, do everything it could, everything to even slamming the door. Wow. Uh, we did get that on camera. And, uh, you know, just all kinds of stuff just to try to get your attention and get you to interact with it. So tell me, have you been able to establish the identity of the spirit? Uh, well, we thought we had. And uh, it's actually going to be an episode in season two, which mm -hmm. is going to air in October of this year, uh, where we reveal um, kind of what's going on with that. Okay. Um, there are at least five spirits in that home. And we thought that one of them at first was the homeowner's uh, deceased husband. Right. And we right. also thought it was one of the ladies who had rented the home. She had passed away in there. Um, it in fact was not so, um, but it was doing a very good job of, of masquerading as both of those. Okay. Now, how do you guys take your baseline readings prior to doing the investigation to make sure that your equipment and everything are not picking up any residual, uh, sure. trace marks, for example, microwave, radar, uh, remote controls, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. How do you do that? Well, you know, it depends on the location, of mm -hmm. course, um, you know, if there's any any power or anything. And then also, you know, how old it is, because I know some of the older structures, you know, they've got the wiring and yeah. everything um, that's in there. We try to go in and uh, my camera guy and I, we will go in with uh, mail meters, K2, mm -hmm. and, you know, and try to research. We try to get into the crawl space, um, the attic, that sort of thing yeah. to see. You know, we look for uh, anything we can find that is a conduit for um, for for power and try mm -hmm. to determine the wiring, that sort of thing. Um, also, you know, drafts. Uh, we spend a lot of time, if, if it's a home, we spend a lot of time there pre, um, you know, getting base readings and everything before we actually go in and, and film and do an episode because, you know, most of the time, a lot of these things can be explained. Sure. So, so when you go into a, uh, into a location, mm -hmm. doing your research on the location, do you also ask uh, city engineers or municipal engineers if they would come in and do an assessment on the property prior to doing your investigation? I have not yet, um, mm -hmm. because a lot of the places that we've done have been small places that are more urban legends, um, you know, as far as on the episode. Mm -hmm. Now, I do go into residential homes if uh, someone contacts me. Um, that is a very good idea. That uh, would be a good way to debunk, uh, you know, some of the, the activity that they're having. Um, but, you know, you'll see in, in my first season, we're hitting places like these abandoned, you know, um, like a mausoleum. Sure. We did a mausoleum in the first episode, um, you know, which was something that, that people pass every day and just didn't know the story behind it and didn't realize that there was this activity. Um, and then in season two, you know, we're doing a lot of that, these different structures, you know, um, like with my episodes, um, I hit the smaller places. Yeah. You know, my philosophy is you can't hardly take a map, close your eyes, and point your finger on mm -hmm. a city that doesn't have a, a urban legend right. or um, story. Sure. Ghost story. So um, a lot of these places may not be like actual structures that, uh, you know, have power or, or, you know, they may not actually even be a structure, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, it may be, you know, just a area in the woods, a bridge, that sort of thing. So would you um, consider yourself more of a historian than, oh, a, than so. an investigator? Where did you get your investigative uh, expertise? Um, really just, you know, like I said, just, uh, mm -hmm. I don't really watch, uh, paranormal entertainment shows. Sure. Um, really just reading, following other investigators, um, like I said, I don't use a whole lot of equipment. Right. I find that the best tool is uh, the investigator themselves. And I kind of have an old school way of investigating with, um, you know, again, because I'm traveling on my motorcycle, mm -hmm. I have to keep it light. Um, you know, having recorders, um, headphones, I, I draw when I go to these locations. Sometimes, 
things will come to me while I'm, I'm there. So I have my sketchbook and I'll just kind of sit and listen and, and ask questions a lot. So, um, I take that approach a lot. That doesn't always make for the most interesting TV. So we do use equipment, um, just to kind of test new things out, that sort of thing. Um, but most of what I've done has just been from, from where I was a member of the team. I picked up a lot of investigating techniques from them and then just different things I've read. So what aspects of the paranormal do you investigate? Um, what do you mean as far as... Well, let's see. You investigate ghosts, hauntings, things that go bump in the night. You investigate uh, urban legends. Do you investigate Bigfoot? Do you investigate UFOs? Do you investigate lake monsters? No, I, I mostly stick to um, to the paranormal as in, in spirits and, and ghosts. Uh, I've, I've never been Bigfoot hunting or, um, you know, watch it, looking for UFOs. Uh, I find that interesting, right. but uh, my my field of, of interest has been mostly, um, you know, spirits and spirit communication. So tell us about the word ghost, I, I'm sorry, ghost biker explorations. Is that because you travel uh, from place to place on a, on a motorcycle? Yes, sir. I, uh, you know, it kind of, the whole concept kind of started as a conversation between myself and uh, another friend. Mm -hmm. You know, I was investigating with the team and when I wasn't investigating with them, I was always out traveling on my motorcycle. And so, uh, I would travel to some of these investigations on my bike Right. and uh, I was just kind of joking, you know, Hey, you should just call me ghost biker. <laughs> and, um, you know, she's like, well, I would watch that. So, um, kind of started thinking about it and a lot of people had been contacting me because when I would go on these investigations, I'd take a lot of photographs, um, and post on my social media, you know, where I was at and, and they started asking a lot of questions about these photos. Um, and so they were like, why don't you document, document what you're doing? And that's kind of how that got started. So, so yeah, I, I travel on these, I travel to these different locations and, um, investigate, you know, my, my show is three part. Um, there is the, the story mm -hmm. that I'm going to investigate. There's the town that I'm traveling to, and then there's the investigation. So it's kind of got a little something for everybody. You know, if you're a biker, you're going to be really interested in that location. I give, you know, history and facts about the actual place. And then um, if you're a historian, I really get into the story about, um, you know, about the, the family mm -hmm. or why I'm there, you know, investigating. And then for the uh, ghost enthusiast, I have the investigation. All right, stand by, Miranda. You and I have to take our final break in Dexonation. If you'd like to find out more about Miranda, visit her website at ghostbikerexplorations.com. Don't forget the X Chronicles newspaper for May, June 2019 is available with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And if you would like to have a show on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our affiliates around the world, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Miranda Young is my guest, and we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. 
Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Nation, Miranda Young is our special guest this hour. GhostBikerExplorations.com is her website. And first of all, uh, Miranda, thanks very much for joining us. But I have to ask you this, and I ask this to all our, our guests. What is the ultimate goal of a paranormal investigator who does these investigations in all these haunted places? You know, I think for me, it's it's probably just, you know, just seeing what I can mm-hmm. find out, seeing what's out there. Um, you know, the, for me, it, it, it proves, you know, from some of the stuff that we get that, right. that there is an afterlife, that there is stuff that, uh, you know, happens after we pass on. Is the, is there really a need to, to establish whether or not once and for all there is a la- an afterlife? And, and if there is, how come after all these years, and all these different investigators like yourself who are out there each and every night, there has been no concrete evidence as far as John Q. Public is concerned that ghosts are real. You know, I, I'm not really sure how to answer that. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, my goal is not really to convince other people that uh, that it's out there. Mine is just you know, to go out, gather and document evidence and put it out there and then leave it up to, to them to decide. Um, you know, uh, I mean, there's no, there's not any real concrete evidence, same right. with, you know, Bigfoot, UFOs, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it's just up to the person to, you know, some things are more convincing to others, sure. you know, than, than, um, uh, you know, to other people. But, you know, when I was a police investigator, our job was to investigate and provide evidence that could not be disputed. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, when it comes to investigating the paranormal, there is never that, that bar that has been drawn where if you're an investigator, then the investigation should, should be at such a point where evidence has to be provided. I agree. I guess it depends on what your purpose is mm-hmm. for, for doing it. You know, some people are just thrill seekers. Right. Um, and like I said, some people are, people are convinced by different things. You know, I have, uh, my bar of what I have set that I would, um, claim that something is haunted or yeah. claim that something is unexplainable. You know, if I can explain it, mm-hmm. then I'm going to throw it out. And most stuff can be explained. Um, it's those couple, you know, special little, little treasures that you find that you just can't explain, but then I'll put that out there and I'm totally open for somebody that can come back and say, well, Miranda, you know, mm-hmm. that could be explained by this, you know, um, and, and I totally welcome that. What would you tell people listening tonight, whether they're here in the United States or in Canada or Great Britain or any else? or anywhere else where the Exxon is heard, if they wanted to become a a paranormal investigator like you, what tips can you give them? How should they proceed? Uh, You know, first of all, have an open mind Mm -hmm. and, and, and also have a goal in place of, you know, why are you out there? What, what are you, what are you trying to do? Is it to, for thrill seeking or is it to try to find answers? And then um, patience really is is the uh, is is key because I find that um, you know people TV kind of ruins it for a lot of people. Mm. They think you're going to go and just all this stuff is going to happen. Right. Um, but you just have to be patient because it always seems to happen when you least expect it. And and then too to um, just keep at it. You know. Um, and and when you think you're not going to get anything a lot of the time that's when, when you actually do find stuff. So, 
Um, and, and then you've got to find the technique that's right for you. You can watch all these shows, talk to all these different people and see these different techniques that are out there, but not every investigation style or technique works for every person. So mine would be to be patient and then to try to find what works for you. And expect the unexpected. Absolutely. How do you deal with skepticism? Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I welcome it um, mm-hmm. because I think it starts a conversation. Um, and I'm, I'm an open-minded person, um, and I like to hear others' point of view. Um, you know, especially in this, there's a lot of skeptics. Um, like I said, I'm not going to argue with somebody, sure. but I'll present what I've got, put it out there. And, uh, you know, if they can come back and, and disprove it, great. Um, but if they come challenging me, I, I hope that they, you know, can actually disprove it because if they just are just skeptical because they don't believe, mm-hmm. then they're not going to change my opinion either. Does one's personal religious beliefs have anything to do with the outcome of, of, of an investigation? I think so. Um, you know, I think that it can kind of uh, change. Uh, you know, we do touch on that in season two as well, um, because I did a collaboration with uh, several different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, myself being being uh, Christian and Protestant. Right. Uh, you know, we had a uh, a Catholic a Catholic uh, demonologist involved, and uh, a lady that uh, identified as pagan. So it was really interesting where we all kind of came together and um, had a very similar outcome. Um, but I do feel like it it plays a different or plays a role mm-hmm. in a person's style of investigating and uh, you know how they um, how they carry that investigation on. Um, I, I, I found over the years, and I've been doing the show now for 30 years, I, mm-hmm. I found that there's a lot more groups and paranormal investigators that are coming up with the demonic, evil, satanic side of the paranormal than, than years before. Is it because, uh, demonic, devil, evil is, is a selling point for the story? Does it sensationalize the story? Or is it, in fact, a reality that evil and uh, devil and demons are more prevalent today than they were many years ago? You know, I, th- I, th- I think that both of those answers are correct, actually. Okay. Um, I do feel like uh, that it's sensationalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not very quick to label something demonic. Most of the time, uh, I think things tend to be more negative or aggressive to try to get your attention. But I have seen, uh, I've been on several cases that uh, have been demonic. Uh, like I said, we called in a demonologist right, yeah. uh, in an episode this season. Um, I feel like with the... Um, with, with the more people that are investigating and dabbling in things that maybe they don't quite know what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, I think that maybe they bring that out. Um, so, yeah, I do feel like it's sensationalized, but I also feel like there's more people doing stuff in some of these locations, practicing rituals and conjurings, if you will, um, and, and bringing these negative things about just by people who are doing things that they maybe have no, uh, they don't really know what they're doing. So tell me, what is your opinion on Ouija boards? Um, I, I don't use them. Uh, I, I don't use them and I don't, uh, um, allow anyone that's on my show to use them. Uh, I, I, I feel like it's intention for one thing. I don't necessarily feel like the Ouija board itself is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, you know, um, whether it be, you know, the rods, the Ouija board, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. I feel like it's the intention. And then also, um, it, it's just a communication tool. Uh, I, I don't use them. That's, uh, I, I do feel like that, uh, they can be, they can bring about negative activity. So, do you think that Tennessee, because you're a Tennessean, is the most haunted state in the in the union? <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of haunted stuff here. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if it's the most haunted because you know I've been to uh, several places, mm-hmm. be it you know Georgia, uh, 
Massachusetts, New Orleans. Um, it's not the most haunted, I don't think, but I think it gives the other states a run for its money. <laughs> so what's next for you? Uh, well, I've got several big things going on. Uh, you know, we're currently filming season two, yeah. working on that. That's going to come out October 1st. Um, I've been uh, working with several different motorcycle clubs to uh, do some uh, motorcycle rides. We just had one not too long ago. And um, looking at maybe doing some different charity events to, uh, you know, with, with these motorcycle rides going to different haunted locations right. or historic locations. And, uh, you know, I'm working with Harley to, uh, we're having a season release party for um, season two there at uh, one of their dealerships. So, um, so yeah, we're just seeing how we can expand into the motorcycle side of things more and, um, you know, just get, get the word out. Sure. And uh, this season is, is actually going to be, it's it's shaping up to be a really good and interesting season. All right, Amanda, I want to th Miranda, I want to thank you so much for joining us in Dexo Nation. If you'd like more information about our guest this hour, visit her website, ghostbikerexplorations.com. That's www.ghostbikerexplorations.com. And her name, once again, is Miranda Young. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget to visit www.xzbn.net for all of the great programming we have available for each and every one of you with our compliments on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. I'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.